Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z Podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Bolivia. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Bolivia, officially the plurinational state of Bolivia, is a landlocked country located in western central South America. It is bordered by Brazil to the north and east, Paraguay to the southeast, Argentina to the south, Chile to the southwest, and Peru to the west. The seat of government is La Paz, which contains the executive, legislative, and electoral branches of government, while the constitutional capital is Sucre, the seat of the judiciary. The largest city and principal industrial center is Santa Cruz de la Sierra, located on the Llanos Orientals, tropical lowlands, a mostly flat region in the east of the country. The sovereign state of Bolivia is a constitutionally unitary state divided into nine departments. Its geography varies from the peaks of the Andes in the west to the eastern lowlands situated within the Amazon basin. One third of the country is within the Andean mountain range. With 1,098,581 square kilometers, 424,164 square miles of area, Bolivia is the fifth largest country in South America after Brazil, Argentina, Peru, and Colombia, and alongside Paraguay, one of the only two landlocked countries in the Americas, the 27th largest in the world, the largest landlocked country in the Southern Hemisphere, and the world's seventh largest landlocked country after Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Chad, Niger, Mali, and Ethiopia. The country's population, estimated at 12 million, is multi-ethnic, including Amerindians, Mestizos, Europeans, Asians, and Africans. Spanish is the official and predominant language, although 36 indigenous languages also have official status, of which the most commonly spoken are Guarani, Aymara, and Quechua languages. Before Spanish colonization, the Indian region of Bolivia was part of the Inca Empire, while the northern and eastern lowlands were inhabited by independent tribes. Spanish conquistadors arriving from Cusco and Asuncion took control of the region in the 16th century. During the Spanish colonial period Bolivia was administered by the Real Audiencia of Charcas. Spain built its empire in large part upon the silver that was extracted from Bolivia's mines. After the first call for independence in 1809, 16 years of war followed before the establishment of the Republic, named for Simon Bolivar. Over the course of the 19th and early 20th century, Bolivia lost control of several peripheral territories to neighboring countries, including the seizure of its coastline by Chile in 1879. Bolivia remained relatively politically stable until 1971, when Hugo Banzer led a CIA-supported coup d'etat which replaced the socialist government of Juan José Torres with a military dictatorship headed by Banzer. Banzer's regime cracked down on left-wing and socialist opposition and other forms of dissent, resulting in the torture and deaths of a number of Bolivian citizens. Banzer was ousted in 1978 and later returned as the democratically elected president of Bolivia from 1997 to 2001. 
Under the 2006-2019 presidency of Evo Morales the country saw significant economic growth and political stability. Modern Bolivia is a charter member of the UN, IMF, NAM, OAS, ACTO, Bank of the South, ALBA, and USAN. Bolivia remains the second poorest country in South America, though it has slashed poverty rates and has the fastest growing economy in South America in terms of GDP. It is a developing country. Its main economic activities include agriculture, forestry, fishing, mining, and manufacturing goods such as textiles, clothing, refined metals, and refined petroleum. Bolivia is very rich in minerals, including tin, silver, lithium, and copper. Bolivia is named after Simon Bolivar, a Venezuelan leader in the Spanish-American Wars of Independence. The leader of Venezuela, Antonio José de Sucre, had been given the option by Bolivar to either unite Charcas, present-day Bolivia, with the newly formed Republic of Peru, to unite with the United Provinces of the Rio de la Plata or to formally declare its independence from Spain as a wholly independent state. Sucre opted to create a brand new state and on August 6, 1825, with local support, named it in honor of Simon Bolivar. The original name was Republic of Bolivar. Some days later, Congressman Manuel Martin Cruz proposed it from Romulus, Rome, then from Bolivar, Bolivia. The name was approved by the Republic on October 3, 1825. In 2009, a new constitution changed the country's official name to Plurinational State of Bolivia to reflect the multi-ethnic nature of the country and the strength and rights of Bolivia's indigenous peoples under the new constitution. The region now known as Bolivia had been occupied for over 2,500 years when the Aymara arrived. However, present-day Aymara associate themselves with the ancient civilization of the Tawanaku Empire which had its capital at Tawanaku in western Bolivia. The capital city of Tawanaku dates from as early as 1500 BC when it was a small, agriculturally based village. The Aymara community grew to urban proportions between AD 600 and AD 800, becoming an important regional power in the southern Andes. According to early estimates, the city covered approximately 6.5 square kilometers, 2.5 square miles, at its maximum extent and had between 15,000 and 30,000 inhabitants. In 1996, satellite imaging was used to map the extent of fossilized succocollis, flooded raised fields, across the three primary valleys of Tawanaku, arriving at population carrying capacity estimates of anywhere between 285,000 and 1,482,000 people. Around AD 400, Tawanaku went from being a locally dominant force to a predatory state. Tuwanaku expanded its reaches into the Yungas and brought its culture and way of life to many other cultures in Peru, Bolivia, and Chile. Tuwanaku was not a violent culture in many respects. In order to expand its reach, Tuwanaku exercised great political astuteness, creating colonies, fostering trade agreements which made the other cultures rather dependent, and instituting state cults. As the rainfall decreased, the surplus of food decreased, and thus the amount available to underpin the power of the elites. Tawanaku disappeared around AD 1000. The area remained uninhabited for centuries thereafter. Between 1438 and 1527, the Inca Empire expanded from its capital at Cusco, Peru. It gained control over much of what is now Andean Bolivia and extended its control into the fringes of the Amazon Basin. The Spanish conquest of the Inca Empire began in 1524 and was mostly completed by 1533. 
The territory now called Bolivia was known as Charcas and was under the authority of the Viceroy of Peru in Lima. Local government came from the Audiencia de Charcas located in Chuquisaca, La Plata, modern Sucre. Founded in 1545 as a mining town, Potosí soon produced fabulous wealth, becoming the largest city in the New World with a population exceeding 150,000 people. By the late 16th century, Bolivian silver was an important source of revenue for the Spanish Empire. A steady stream of natives served as labor force under the brutal, slave conditions of the Spanish version of the pre-Columbian draft system called the Mita. Charcas was transferred to the Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata in 1776 and the people from Buenos Aires, the capital of the Viceroyalty, coined the term Upper Peru as a popular reference to the Royal Audiencia of Charcas. Tupac Cattari led the indigenous rebellion that laid siege to La Paz in March 1781, during which 20,000 people died. As Spanish royal authority weakened during the Napoleonic Wars, sentiment against colonial rule grew. The struggle for independence started in the city of Sucre on May 25, 1809 and the Chuquisaca Revolution, Chuquisaca was then the name of the city, is known as the first cry of freedom in Latin America. That revolution was followed by the La Paz Revolution on July 16, 1809. The La Paz Revolution marked a complete split with the Spanish government, while the Chuquisaca Revolution established a local independent junta in the name of the Spanish king deposed by Napoleon Bonaparte. Both revolutions were short-lived and defeated by the Spanish authorities in the Viceroyalty of the Rio de la Plata, but the following year the Spanish-American Wars of Independence raged across the continent. Bolivia was captured and recaptured many times during the war by the Royalists and Patriots. Buenos Aires sent three military campaigns, all of which were defeated and eventually limited itself to protecting the national borders at Salta. Bolivia was finally free of royalist dominion by Marshal Antonio José de Sucre, with a military campaign coming from the north in support of the campaign of Simon Bolivar. After 16 years of war, the Republic was proclaimed on August 6, 1825. In 1836, Bolivia, under the rule of Marshal Andres de Santa Cruz, invaded Peru to reinstall the deposed president, General Luis José de Orbegoso. Peru and Bolivia formed the Peru-Bolivian Confederation with de Santa Cruz as the supreme protector. Following tension between the Confederation and Chile, Chile declared war on December 28, 1836. Argentina separately declared war on the Confederation on May 9, 1837. The Peruvian-Bolivian forces achieved several major victories during the War of the Confederation, the defeat of the Argentine Expedition and the defeat of the First Chilean Expedition on the fields of Pacarpata near the city of Arequipa. The Chilean army and its Peruvian rebel allies surrendered unconditionally and signed the Pacarpata Treaty. The treaty stipulated that Chile would withdraw from Peru-Bolivia, Chile would return captured Confederate ships, economic relations would be normalized, and the Confederation would pay Peruvian debt to Chile. However, the Chilean government and public rejected the peace treaty. Chile organized a second attack on the Confederation and defeated it in the Battle of Yungay. After this defeat, Santa Cruz resigned and went to exile in Ecuador and then Paris, and the Peruvian-Bolivian Confederation was dissolved. Following the renewed independence of Peru, Peruvian President General Agustin Gamara invaded Bolivia. On November 18, 1841, the Battle de Angavi took place, in which the Bolivian army defeated the Peruvian troops of Gamara, killed in the battle. After the victory, Bolivia invaded Peru on several fronts. 
The eviction of the Bolivian troops from the south of Peru would be achieved by the greater availability of material and human resources of Peru. The Bolivian army did not have enough troops to maintain an occupation. In the district of Locumba, Tacna, a column of Peruvian soldiers and peasants defeated a Bolivian regiment in the so-called Battle of Los Altos de Chipe, Locumba. In the district of Salma and in Arica, the Peruvian Colonel Jose Maria Levan organized a troop that managed to defeat the Bolivian forces of Colonel Rodriguez Magarinos and threatened the port of Arica. In the Battle of Tarapaca on January 7, 1842, Peruvian militias formed by the commander Juan Buendia defeated a detachment led by Bolivian Colonel Jose Maria Garcia, who died in the confrontation. Bolivian troops left Tacna, Arica, and Tarapaca in February 1842, retreating towards Macagua and Puno. The battles of Motoni and Orarillo forced the withdrawal of Bolivian forces occupying Peruvian territory and exposed Bolivia to the threat of counter-invasion. The Treaty of Puno was signed on June 7, 1842, ending the war. However, the climate of tension between Lima and La Paz would continue until 1847 when the signing of a peace and trade treaty became effective. A period of political and economic instability in the early to mid-19th century weakened Bolivia. In addition, during the War of the Pacific, 1879-83, Chile occupied vast territories rich in natural resources southwest of Bolivia, including the Bolivian coast. Chile took control of today's Chukwakama area, the adjoining rich Salater, Saltpeter, Fields, and the port of Antofagasta among other Bolivian territories. Since independence, Bolivia has lost over half of its territory to neighboring countries. Through diplomatic channels in 1909, it lost the basin of the Madre de Dios River and the territory of the Perus and the Amazon, yielding 250,000 square kilometers to Peru. It also lost the state of Acre in the Acre War, important because this region was known for its production of rubber. Peasants and the Bolivian army fought briefly but after a few victories and facing the prospect of a total war against Brazil, it was forced to sign the Treaty of Petropolis in 1903 in which Bolivia lost this rich territory. Popular myth has it that Bolivian President Mariano Melgarejo 1864-71 traded the land for what he called a magnificent white horse and acre was subsequently flooded by Brazilians, which ultimately led to confrontation and fear of war with Brazil. In the late 19th century, an increase in the world price of silver brought Bolivia relative prosperity and political stability. During the early 20th century, tin replaced silver as the country's most important source of wealth. A succession of governments controlled by the economic and social elite followed laissez-faire capitalist policies through the first three years of the 20th century. Living conditions of the native people, who constitute most of the population, remain deplorable. With work opportunities limited to primitive conditions in the mines and in large estates having nearly feudal status, they had no access to education, economic opportunity, and political participation. Bolivia's defeat by Paraguay in the Chaco War, 1932-1935, where Bolivia lost a great part of the Gran Chaco region in dispute, marked a turning point. On April 7th, 1943, Bolivia entered World War II, joining part of the Allies, which caused President Enrique Panaranda to declare war on the Axis powers of Germany, Italy, and Japan. The Revolutionary Nationalist Movement, MNR, the most historic political party, emerged as a broad-based party. Denied its victory in the 1951 presidential elections, the MNR led a successful revolution in 1952. Under President Victor Paz Estensoro, 
the MNR, having strong popular pressure, introduced universal suffrage into his political platform and carried out a sweeping land reform promoting rural education and nationalization of the country's largest tin mines. Twelve years of tumultuous rule left the MNR divided. In 1964, a military junta overthrew President Estensoro at the outset of his third term. The 1969 death of President René Barrientos Ortuno, a former member of the junta who was elected president in 1966, led to a succession of weak governments. Alarmed by the rising popular assembly and the increase in the popularity of President Juan José Torres, the military, the MNR, and others installed Colonel, later General, Hugo Banzer Suarez as president in 1971. He returned to the presidency in 1997 through 2001. Juan Jose Torres, who had fled Bolivia, was kidnapped and assassinated in 1976 as part of Operation Condor, the U.S. supported campaign of political repression by South American right-wing dictators. The United States Central Intelligence Agency, CIA, financed and trained the Bolivian military dictatorship in the 1960s. The revolutionary leader Che Guevara was killed by a team of CIA officers and members of the Bolivian army October 9, 1967, in Bolivia. Felix Rodriguez was a CIA officer on the team with the Bolivian army that captured and shot Guevara. Rodriguez said that after he received a Bolivian presidential execution order, he told the soldier who pulled the trigger to aim carefully to remain consistent with the Bolivian government's story that Che had been killed in action during a clash with the Bolivian army. Rodriguez said the U.S. government had wanted Che in Panama and I could have tried to falsify the command to the troops and got Che to Panama as the U.S. government said they had wanted but that he had chosen to let history run its course as desired by Bolivia. Elections in 1979 and 1981 were inconclusive and marked by fraud. There were coups d'etat, counter-coups, and caretaker governments. In 1980, General Luis Garcia Meza Tejada carried out a ruthless and violent coup d'etat that did not have popular support. The Bolivian Workers' Center, which tried to resist the putsch, was violently repressed. More than a thousand people were killed in less than a year. Cousin of one of the most important narco-trafficker of the country, Luis Garcia Meza Tejada favors the production of cocaine. He pacified the people by promising to remain in power only for one year. At the end of the year, he staged a televised rally to claim popular support and announced, Bueno, mi cuido, or, all right, I'll stay. After a military rebellion forced out Mesa in 1981, three other military governments in 14 months struggled with Bolivia's growing problems. Unrest forced the military to convoke the Congress, elected in 1980, and allow it to choose a new chief executive. In October 1982, Hernán Salazuazo again became president, 22 years after the end of his first term of office, 1956 to 1960. In 1993, Gonzalo Sánchez de Lozada was elected president in alliance with the Tupac Katari Revolutionary Liberation Movement, which inspired indigenous-sensitive and multicultural work policies. Sanchez de Lazada pursued an aggressive economic and social reform agenda. The most dramatic reform was privatization under the capitalization program under which investors, typically foreign, acquired 50% ownership and management control of public enterprises in return for agreed-upon capital investments. In 1993, Sanchez de Lazada introduced a plan to TOTOS, which led to the decentralization of government, introduction of intercultural bilingual education, implementation of agrarian legislation, and privatization of state-owned businesses. 
The plan explicitly stated that Bolivian citizens would own a minimum of 51% of enterprises. Under the plan, most state-owned enterprises, SOEs, though not mines, were sold. This privatization of SOEs led to a neoliberal structuring. The reforms and economic restructuring were strongly opposed by certain segments of society, which instigated frequent and sometimes violent protests, particularly in La Paz and the Chaparcoca growing region from 1994 through 1996. The indigenous population of the Andean region was not able to benefit from government reforms. During this time, the Umbrella Labor Organization of Bolivia, the Central Arbor of Boliviana, COB, became increasingly unable to effectively challenge government policy. A teacher's strike in 1995 was defeated because the COB could not marshal the support of many of its members, including construction and factory workers. In the 1997 elections, General Hugo Banzer, leader of the Nationalist Democratic Action Party, EDN, and former dictator, 1971 to 1978, won 22% of the vote, while the MNR candidate won 18%. At the outset of his government, President Banzer launched a policy of using special police units to eradicate physically the illegal coca of the Chapar region. The MIR of Jamie Paz Samora remained a coalition partner throughout the Banzer government, supporting this policy called the Dignity Plan. The Banzer government basically continued the free market and privatization policies of its predecessor. The relatively robust economic growth of the mid-1990s continued until about the third year of its term in office. After that, regional, global and domestic factors contributed to a decline in economic growth. Financial crises in Argentina and Brazil, lower world prices for export commodities, and reduced employment in the coca sector depressed the Bolivian economy. The public also perceived a significant amount of public sector corruption. These factors contributed to increasing social protests during the second half of Banzer's term. Between January 1999 and April 2000, large-scale protests erupted in Cochabamba, Bolivia's third largest city at the time, in response to the privatization of water resources by foreign companies and a subsequent doubling of water prices. On August 6, 2001, Banzer resigned from office after being diagnosed with cancer. He died less than a year later. Vice President Jorge Fernando Caroga Ramirez completed the final year of his term. In the June 2002 national elections, former President Gonzalo Sanchez de Lozada, MNR, placed first with 22.5% of the vote, followed by coca advocate and native peasant leader Evo Morales, Movement Towards Socialism, MAS, with 20.9%. A July agreement between the MNR and the fourth place mayor, which had again been led in the election by former President Jamie Paz Zamora, virtually ensured the election of Sanchez de Lazada in the congressional runoff, and on August 6th he was sworn in for the second time. The MNR platform featured three overarching objectives, economic reactivation and job creation, anti-corruption and social inclusion. In 2003, the Bolivian gas conflict broke out. On October 12, 2003, the government imposed martial law in El Alto after 16 people were shot by the police and several dozen wounded in violent clashes. Faced with the option of resigning or more bloodshed, Sanchez de Lazada offered his resignation in a letter to an emergency session of Congress. After his resignation was accepted and his vice president, Carlos Mesa, invested, he left on a commercially scheduled flight for the United States. The country's internal situation became unfavorable for such political action on the international stage. After a resurgence of gas protests in 2005, 
Carlos Mesa attempted to resign in January 2005, but his offer was refused by Congress. On March 22, 2005, after weeks of new street protests from organizations accusing Mesa of bowing to U.S. corporate interests, Mesa again offered his resignation to Congress, which was accepted on June 10th. The Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, Eduardo Rodriguez, was sworn as interim president to succeed the outgoing Carlos Mesa. Evo Morales won the 2005 presidential election with 53.7% of the votes in Bolivian elections. On May 1, 2006, Morales announced his intent to renationalize Bolivian hydrocarbon assets following protests which demanded this action. Fulfilling a campaign promise, on August 6, 2006, Morales opened the Bolivian Constituent Assembly to begin writing a new constitution aimed at giving more power to the indigenous majority. Point 2009 marked the creation of a new constitution and the renaming of the country to the plurinational state of Bolivia. The previous constitution did not allow a consecutive re-election of a president, but the new constitution allowed for just one re-election, stirring the dispute if Evo Morales was enabled to run for a second term arguing he was elected under the last constitution. This also triggered a new general election in which Evo Morales was re-elected with 61.36% of the vote. His party, Movement for Socialism, also won a two-thirds majority in both houses of the National Congress. By 2013, after being re-elected under the new constitution, Evo Morales and his party attempted a third term as president of Bolivia. The opposition argued that a third term would be unconstitutional, but the Bolivian Constitutional Court ruled that Morales' first term under the previous constitution did not count towards his term limit. This allowed Evo Morales to run for a third term in 2014, and he was re-elected with 64.22% of the vote. During his third term, Evo Morales began to plan for a fourth, and the 2016 Bolivian constitutional referendum asked voters to override the constitution and allow Evo Morales to run for an additional term in office. Morales narrowly lost the referendum, However, in 2017 his party then petitioned the Bolivian Constitutional Court to override the Constitution on the basis that the American Convention on Human Rights made term limits a human rights violation. The Inter-American Court of Human Rights determined that term limits are not a human rights violation in 2018. However, once again the Bolivian Constitutional Court ruled that Morales has permission to run for a fourth term in the 2019 elections, and this permission was not retracted. He country's highest court overruled the Constitution, scrapping term limits altogether for every office. Morales can now run for a fourth term in 2019, and for every election thereafter. The revenues generated by the partial nationalization of hydrocarbons made it possible to finance several social measures, the Renda Dignidad, or Old Age Minimum, for people over 60 years old, the Juan Hazardui Voucher, named after the revolutionary Juan Hazardui de Padilla, 1780-1862, which ensures the complete coverage of medical expenses for pregnant women and their children in order to fight infant mortality, the Juan Cito Pinto Voucher, named after a child hero of the Pacific War, 1879-1884, an aid paid until the end of secondary school to parents whose children are in school in order to combat school dropout, and the single health system, which since 2018 has offered all Bolivians free medical care. The reforms adopted have made the Bolivian economic system the most successful and stable in the region. Between 2006 and 2019, GDP has grown from $9 billion to over $40 billion, real wages have increased, GDP per capita has tripled, foreign exchange reserves are on the rise, inflation has been essentially eliminated, 
and extreme poverty has fallen from 38% to 15%, a 23-point drop. During the 2019 elections, the Transmission de Resultados Electorals Preliminaires TREP, a quick count process used in Latin America as a transparency measure in electoral processes, was interrupted. At the time, Morales had a lead of 46.86% to Mesa's 36.72, after 95.63% of tally sheets were counted. Two days after the interruption, the official count showed Morales fractionally clearing the 10-point margin he needed to avoid a runoff election, with the final official tally counted as 47.08% to Mesa's 36.51%, starting a wave of protests and tension in the country. Amidst allegations of fraud perpetrated by the Morales government, widespread protests were organized to dispute the election. On November 10, the Organization of American States OAS, released a preliminary report concluding several irregularities in the election, though these findings were heavily disputed. The New York Times reported on June 7, 2020 that the OAS analysis immediately after the October 20 election was flawed yet fueled a chain of events that changed the South American nation's history. After weeks of protests, Morales resigned on national television shortly after the Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces General Williams Calamon had urged that he do so in order to restore peace and stability. Opposition Senator Janine Inez declared herself interim president, claiming constitutional succession after the president, vice president, and both head of the legislature chambers. She was confirmed as interim president by the Constitutional Court who declared her succession to be constitutional and automatic. International politicians, scholars and journalists are divided between describing the event as a coup or a spontaneous social uprising against an unconstitutional fourth term. Protests to reinstate Morales as president continued becoming highly violent burning public buses and private houses, destroying public infrastructure and harming pedestrians. The protests were met with more violence by security forces against Morales supporters after Inez exempted police and military from criminal responsibility and operations for the restoration of order and public stability. In April 2020, the interim government took out a loan of more than $327 million from the International Monetary Fund in order to meet the country's needs during the COVID-19 pandemic. New elections were scheduled for May 3, 2020. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, the Bolivian Electoral Body, the TSE, made an announcement postponing the election. MAS reluctantly agreed with the first delay only. A date for the new election was delayed twice more in the face of massive protests and violence. The final proposed date for the elections was October 18, 2020. Observers from the OAS, UNIOR, and the UN all reported that they found no fraudulent actions in the 2020 elections. The general election had a record voter turnout of 88.4% and ended in a landslide win for MAS which took 55.1% of the votes compared to 28.8% for centrist former President Carlos Mesa. Both Mesa and Inez conceded defeat. On November 8, 2020, Luis Arce was sworn in as President of Bolivia alongside his Vice President David Choquehuanca. In February 2021, the RSA government returned an amount of around $351 million to the IMF. This comprised a loan of $327 million taken out by the interim government in April 2020 in interest of around $24 million. The government said it returned the loan to protect Bolivia's economic sovereignty and because the conditions attached to the loan were unacceptable. Bolivia is located in the central zone of South America, 
between 57 degree 26 foot 69 degree 38 W and 9 degree 38 22 degree 53 S. With an area of 1,098,581 square kilometers, 424,164 square miles, Bolivia is the world's 28th largest country and the 5th largest country in South America, extending from the Central Andes through part of the Gran Chaco, Pantanal and as far as the Amazon. The geographic center of the country is the so-called Porta Estrella, Starport, on the Rio Grande in Nuflo de Chavez Province, Santa Cruz Department. The geography of the country exhibits a great variety of terrain and climates. Bolivia has a high level of biodiversity, considered one of the greatest in the world, as well as several ecoregions with ecological subunits such as the Altiplano, tropical rainforests, including Amazon rainforest, dry valleys, and the Chiquitania, which is a tropical savanna. These areas feature enormous variations in altitude from an elevation of 6,542 meters, 21,463 feet above sea level in Nevado Sahama to nearly 70 meters, 230 feet along the Paraguay River. Although a country of great geographic diversity, Bolivia has remained a landlocked country since the War of the Pacific. Porta Suarez, San Matias, and Porta Quijaro are located in the Bolivian Pantanal. Bolivia can be divided into three physiographic regions. The Andean region in the southwest spans 28% of the national territory, extending over 307,603 square kilometers, 118,766 square miles. This area is located above 3,000 meters, 9,800 feet altitude and is located between two big Indian chains, the Cordillera Occidental, Western Range, and the Cordillera Central, Central Range, with some of the highest spots in the Americas such as the Nevado Sahama, with an altitude of 6,542 meters, 21,463 feet, and the Yamani at 6,462 meters, 21,201 feet. Also located in the Cordillera Central is Lake Titicaca, the highest commercially navigable lake in the world and the largest lake in South America. The lake is shared with Peru. Also in this region are the Altiplano and the Sala de Uni, which is the largest salt flat in the world and an important source of lithium. The sub-Indian region in the center and south of the country is an intermediate region between the Altiplano and the Eastern Llanos Plain. This region comprises 13% of the territory of Bolivia, extending over 142,815 square kilometers, 55,141 square miles, and encompassing the Bolivian valleys and the Ingas region. It is distinguished by its farming activities and its temperate climate. The Llanos region in the northeast comprises 59% of the territory with 648,163 square kilometers, 250,257 square miles. It is located to the north of the Cordillera Central and extends from the Andean foothills to the Paraguay River. It is a region of flat land and small plateaus, all covered by extensive rainforests containing enormous biodiversity. The region is below 400 meters, 1,300 feet above sea level. The geology of Bolivia comprises a variety of different lithologies as well as tectonic and sedimentary environments. On a synoptic scale, Geological units coincide with topographical units. Most elementally, the country is divided into a mountainous western area affected by the subduction processes in the Pacific and an eastern lowlands of stable platforms and shields. The climate of Bolivia varies drastically from one ecoregion to the other, 
from the tropics in the eastern Yaz to a polar climate in the western Andes. The summers are warm, humid in the east and dry in the west, with rains that often modify temperatures, humidity, winds, atmospheric pressure and evaporation, yielding very different climates in different areas. When the climatological phenomenon known as El Nino takes place, it causes great alterations in the weather. Winters are very cold in the west, and it snows in the mountain ranges, while in the western regions, windy days are more common. The autumn is dry in the non-tropical regions. Llanos a humid tropical climate with an average temperature of 25 degrees Celsius, 77 degrees Fahrenheit. The wind coming from the Amazon rainforest causes significant rainfall. In May, there is low precipitation because of dry winds and most days have clear skies. Even so, winds from the south, called cerezos, can bring cooler temperatures lasting several days. Altiplano Desert polar climates with strong and cold winds. The average temperature ranges from 15 to 20 degrees Celsius. At night, temperatures descend drastically to slightly above 0 degrees Celsius, while during the day, the weather is dry and solar radiation is high. Ground frosts occur every month and snow is frequent. Valleys and yin gas. Temperate climate. The humid northeastern winds are pushed to the mountains, making this region very humid and rainy. Temperatures are cooler at higher elevations. Snow occurs at altitudes of 2,000 meters, 6,600 feet. Chaco. Subtropical semi-arid climate. Rainy and humid in January and the rest of the year, with warm days and cold nights. Bolivia is especially vulnerable to the negative consequences of climate change. 20% of the world's tropical glaciers are located within the country and are more sensitive to change in temperature due to the tropical climate they are located in. Temperatures in the Andes increased by 0.1 degrees Celsius per decade from 1939 to 1998, and more recently the rate of increase has tripled to 0.33 degrees Celsius per decade from 1980 to 2005, causing glaciers to recede at an accelerated pace and create unforeseen water shortages in Andean agricultural towns. Farmers have taken to temporary city jobs when there is poor yield for their crops, while others have started permanently leaving the agricultural sector and are migrating to nearby towns for other forms of work. Some view these migrants as the first generation of climate refugees. Cities that are neighboring agricultural land, like El Alto, face the challenge of providing services to the influx of new migrants because there is no alternative water source. The city's water source is now being constricted. Bolivia's government and other agencies have acknowledged the need to instill new policies battling the effects of climate change. The World Bank has provided funding through the Climate Investment Funds, CIF, and are using the pilot program for climate resilience PPCR2 to construct new irrigation systems, protect riverbanks and basins, and work on building water resources with the help of indigenous communities. Bolivia, with an enormous variety of organisms and ecosystems, is part of the like-minded megadiverse countries. Bolivia's variable altitudes, ranging from 90 to 6,542 meters, 295 to 21,463 feet above sea level allow for a vast biologic diversity. The territory of Bolivia comprises four types of biomes, 32 ecological regions, and 199 ecosystems. Within this geographic area, there are several natural parks and reserves such as the Noel Kempf Mercado National Park, the Maui National Park, the Tenari National Park, 
the Eduardo Averroa Indian Fauna National Reserve, and the Caia del Gran Chaco National Park and Integrated Management Natural Area, among others. Bolivia boasts over 17,000 species of seed plants, including over 1,200 species of fern, 1,500 species of Marchantiophyta and moss, and at least 800 species of fungus. In addition, there are more than 3,000 species of medicinal plants. Bolivia is considered the place of origin for such species as peppers and chili peppers, peanuts, the common beans, yucca, and several species of palm. Bolivia also naturally produces over 4,000 kinds of potatoes. The country had a 2018 Forest Landscape Integrity Index mean score of 8.47-10, ranking it 21st globally out of 172 countries. Bolivia has more than 2,900 animal species, including 398 mammals, over 1,400 birds, about 14% of birds known in the world, being the sixth most diverse country in terms of bird species, 204 amphibians, 277 reptiles, and 635 fish, all freshwater fish as Bolivia is a landlocked country. In addition, there are more than 3,000 types of butterfly and more than 60 domestic animals. In 2020, a new species of snake, the mountain fertilance viper, was discovered in Bolivia. A Ministry of Environment and Water was created in 2006 after the election of Evo Morales, who reversed the privatization of the water distribution sector in the 1990s by President Gonzalo Sanchez de Lozada. The new constitution, approved by referendum in 2009, makes access to water a fundamental right. In July 2010, at the initiative of Bolivia, the United Nations passed a resolution recognizing as fundamental the right to safe and clean drinking water. Bolivia has gained global attention for its law of the rights of Mother Earth, which accords nature the same rights as humans.